from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. And welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, and we are on SiriusXM Channel 111. Hey, if it's Thursday at noon, we are live and taking your calls now at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I am the career director for the MBA for Executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we are here with the dream team, Michelle and Dion who are running the ship throughout the show. And Michelle is ready to take your calls at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So today we have a very important topic, and it is all about accessing the hidden job market. So for all of you who are out there applying online and not having success, you're going to want to stay tuned because we are going to be sharing secrets about how to find those jobs that are never posted. So today, to help us with that, we welcome Raymond Lee, the founder and CEO of Career Minds, a virtual outplacement company launched in 2008. With over 18 years of human resource outplace and career consulting experience, Raymond pioneered the concept of virtual outplacement and has planned, executed, and handled very large-scale layoffs, which, ooh, that's a tough one there, Raymond, (laughs) including training executives and managers on how to manage a successful reduction in force. Raymond has authored several articles in the areas of HR outplacement and severance, and we are so excited to have him join us in studio today. Welcome to Career Talk, Raymond. Hi, Dawn. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Super excited. So I promised I wouldn't call you the hatchet man, so I'm not going to say that. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> this is a tough job. This is a tough job. I used to work in outplacement, so I I totally understand this is the the, the whole up in the air movie concept. Mm-hmm. This is a tough thing. But the cool thing about having you here is that because you've worked on the inside, you are very well qualified to speak about the hidden job market, which is what we are going to share with our listeners today. So very excited to have you here. Hey, if you have a question, you've not been successful in finding a job but you're only looking online, we want to help you access that hidden job market. And we're taking our calls right now at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So tell us a little bit about how you came to start your firm. So outplacement, as you mentioned, Dawn, it's a a service that companies use that uh, help their employees who are downsized through a layoff re-enter the workforce. And I spent about 15 years in human resources, sort of on the corporate side, and always had this dream to want to start a company. If you think back to 2008 when we started, it was the beginning of the recession. And so companies were just laying off left and right. And it was just the opportune time to introduce a very innovative product that helps people be able to tap into that hidden job market and and land their next opportunity. So, you know, we work with companies uh, all across the country, Canada. And we tend to focus on things like healthcare and financial services, higher ed, and uh, we've been doing a little bit of, of government transition as well. <laughs> I imagine right now that's that's become very popular in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Just a little. <laughs> so, hey, if you're listening and you've been applying online, I want to talk to you a little bit about the stats that are out there and why it's so difficult to find a job this way. Now, first off, this was a very popular way to find jobs 10, 15 years ago when it was new and, and it fresh out there. But since then, the Internet has become saturated. Sites like Monster and Indeed have just become saturated with jobs. And we don't even know if they're real. We don't know how long they've been out there. We don't know if they have an internal candidate. On average, there are 250 applications to every online job posted. And those are the average jobs. If you're talking about a company like Google, Google gets well over a million, a million applications per year. And you know how many they hire, Raymond? Take a guess. This is the quiz part of the show. Hmm. I'm stumped. (laughs) Less than 1%. Less than 1%. So if you see this awesome job online for a great company, a well-known company, chances are you're going to have a very low return on investment by applying online. Which it, it, it's depressing because the job seeker that's out there looking for jobs, they think they read this 
online job and they look at it and they say, wow, this is the perfect job for me. Mm-hmm. They send in that application, they apply online, and it goes into a black hole. Their phone doesn't ring two weeks and all of a sudden they spiral into this, I'm, I'm just completely depressed because they're not calling me back. Something's wrong. Is it me? What's going on, right? And you don't know. And let's talk about that for a second, Raymond, because as a former recruiter and as, as for you as somebody who works with companies all the time, there are so many reasons why your maybe perfect application and perfect skill qualifications do not get you that call. One one big one is that the job is has already been filled. Mm-hmm. So yep. that happens a lot when you know maybe a company has an internal candidate and they have to post. And this is this is kind of a sad fact that companies will literally post interview candidates that they have no intention of hiring because they've got an identified internal candidate and you're thinking wow that went great you're you're stopping all of your networking efforts and you're stopping applying because you're like this is going so well and we got, we hit it off and I, but you know what they have no intention of hiring you it's right. horrible and they build their database so all the 250 applications that come in that feeds their database so down the road when they need somebody they have something to search against Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. if this has happened to you, we want to hear from you. 844 Wharton, that's 844-942-7866. Or if you're struggling with finding that hidden market and you want to learn how, we are taking your calls throughout the hour at 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. So another reason is because of these applicant tracking systems. So tell us about this. What What is going on with that, Raymond? Well, it's like you're doing a Google search, right? If you go online and you want to search, you know, baby diapers or whatever, affordable, you're going to type in what the relevant keywords are. And then based on the algorithms and keywords, you're going to get search results. Applicant tracking systems function the same way. So if there's a recruiter working on a requisition, they're going to go in, they're going to type in keywords that they're looking for, and then resumes will surface to the top. And in some cases, it is based on keywords. So tailoring your resume, if you are going to actually use applicant tracking systems, every time that you submit your resume to a job, you want to make sure that there's a high keyword match there because that's essentially what they're what they're doing, which makes makes it really frustrating and kind of leads to you know the whole hidden job market. Why job seekers should not just rely on job boards. It's important. You know there are jobs out there. Some some pe- companies are filling jobs through job boards, but it's a numbers game at the end of the day. And 70% of all jobs are found through networking. So you can do 30% direct application on the job boards and then spend 70% of your time now thinking about, okay, who's my target? You mentioned Google. So who do I know at Google? What friends do I know? And your goal is to use more of a sales approach to try to figure out how do I get to that company in a different way? Because let me tell you, nobody else is doing that. And so that's... Yeah. And just to be real um, on the statistics, I want to tap into something you said. If you're looking for jobs at um, at salaries under $60,000, the internet tends to work better. Not better than networking, but better for you than, than jobs above that salary threshold. But once you get above that salary threshold, that's when you get that number of 70% right. are being found in the hidden market. So so there is, I want to differentiate that because I think it's important what you said, which is don't just stop and shut down the internet, you know, right. but do spend 20%, 30% of your time there versus 80 or 90% there and use the rest of your time for networking. Monster gets 427,000 resumes posted each week. So one of my biggest reasons for spending more time networking is because you're going to inherently reduce your competition. Mm-hmm. By, I mean, think about it. If if eighty percent of jobs are never advertised, and those twenty percent that are are getting a hundred percent of competition, right? So, I mean, if, and if the eighty percent that are not advertised, if no one's going after that, I mean, you have virtually no competition. Absolutely. So, okay. So, there's a number of reasons. The other thing I always say is that you know, if a company's got um, plans to let go of their CFO or let go of somebody in a, in a big position, they're not going to be posting that online. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, hey, that's my job. Right. Wow. So, yeah, there's so many, so many reasons. 
we talked about scams last week uh, on the show. And, and, you know, that's another thing. Unfortunately, like you said, they're collecting resumes. They're they're trying to get data, trying to see who's out there. Or worse, they're trying to get personal information. And, it, you know, so many things going on online that you just can't predict. Absolutely. So yeah. then let's let's talk about, okay, tell, me, t- tell listeners what is the hidden job market? Because this word is used or this phrase is used over and over. And it's like, well, what, what even is that? What does that mean? So... I, from my perspective, there's really two two pieces to that. One is that they simply don't have the job posted, and they're trying to fill it just through networking internally. They don't want to spend the money to post it, $500 on Monster or another 500 on LinkedIn. Um, and so they want to use their internal network because through networking, generally, if you refer somebody, uh, they come with a good reputation, right, mm-hmm. versus you send out a job posting, you get 250 applicants, you have to be really, really careful about who you hire because um, you can end up hiring someone that six months later you figure out it's time to call Career Minds because we're going to have to let them go. Yeah, and that's that's super <laughs> expensive. That's super, not not that you're super expensive. I don't know. Are you super expensive? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Why are you asking me that? <laughs> super reasonable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there you go. That's better. Super reasonable. Uh, super awesome. Thank you. There you go. So. So talking about that, the the whole idea of referrals, this is why companies have right. referral bonuses. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because they know, and the research stands, that if you're hired as a referral, chances are you are going to have a longer tenure, you're going to be a better fit. And so this is why they do it. But you also mentioned something else that I think people don't think about, the, the cost of advertising. And it's not just the cost on Monster or Indeed or, or these other sites. I mean, it, it is costly. But now I have to go through 250 resumes and it costs time, time, money to pay somebody to do that. And these are unknowns. These are people I don't know. So, hey, if you're listening and you've got a question about the hidden job market or you would like to ask Raymond a question about outplacement or anything that's top of mind in your job search, we're taking your calls now at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So when we're talking about this this hidden job market um, and referrals and things of that nature, this is what I what I also tell people, especially the, the executive MBAs that I, I coach here at Wharton. I'm like, if you want the coolest jobs, the most interesting jobs, the most creative jobs, the high-paying jobs – Think about how how those come to be, meaning, um, you know, are you going to be seeing them on Indeed.com? And I ask them, how would you hire for that type of position? And, of course, their first answer is, I go to my network. Who do I right. know? And there's probably a ton of people who are listening who've uh, either – poached uh, a former employee from another firm to bring with them or vice versa. Maybe they've been poached. And this is what happens. You work with great people and you want to keep working with them in your next company, your next company. So that's one. If that doesn't work, maybe you put a little bit broader feelers out on LinkedIn and, and say, okay, my network and my broader network and the groups I'm in, anyone knows somebody awesome for this. If that doesn't work, you might post it on your your internal website and then your external website. And then if still nobody (laughs) has responded, now you're going to put it on Indeed or Monster. Now think about the type of jobs that get to that level. They're probably not the coolest jobs. Yeah, well, I was thinking back to what you said about network. I mean, first of all, you have to start with a network. And I would say for your students or anyone that's listening who's in a corporate job, uh, today organizations, they just, they're killing their employees with work. A lot of people working 80-hour days, they can't even think about their own professional network because they're work, 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 work. And so what I would tell people is if you're in a situation where you don't have a job right now, you have to get out there and network. And so I can share here in Philadelphia, I'm on the board of a, an organization called the Philadelphia Society for People and Strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's, an, it's a, an executive HR association that meets on a monthly basis. And so we get HR executives who are you know, or in, in jobs that are working that show up to want to learn. We have other people who are in transition who come out and they want to learn and, and network with, with people. But what I tell people that when you're in your job, you want to be out there networking in the associations and groups that those are the people that if you're looking for something, you're going to want to reach out to. 
you're not going to your network at work isn't going to help you find something outside of work they possibly could but you have to be thinking about professional development and joining groups that have like-minded skill sets right mm-hmm. so uh, when it comes time to finding a job there's your network right there they're in your industry and that right there is a secret to finding the hidden job market because a lot of times when you go to these meetings and you have good relationships with people that share similar skills and you help them in some occasions, when you're in a situation where you need the return favor, they're going to say, hey, you're looking for a job? Oh, I have a friend that's boss is looking to da-da-da-da-da. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, you're tapping into – that's just one way to yeah. tap into that hidden job market. I agree. And we are going to be talking about many, many more ways to tap into that hidden job market. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Raymond Lee, who is the founder and CEO of Career Minds. And we are going to go to Cody in Michigan. Cody, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hey, thanks for having me here. Um, you know, my question is actually in regards to uh, transitioning out of one field to another and uh, and building a new network. Awesome. So, okay, tell us what field you're leaving and tell us what field you're going to, Cody. Sure, absolutely. So I'm currently in, um, in banking. Yep. And I have been for about 10 years. And I'm looking to transition into a, um, an IT sales or software sales uh, role. Cody, are you in a sales role in banking right now? That's correct. So you you have the sales background. It's it's the IT piece. Tell us where you're uh, where you're at with IT. Do you do it personally, or you have an interest? Do you have a degree in it? Uh, you know, just I have a, a small background in it, and um, just something that more or less interests me. Uh, in the event that you know additional education is needed, that's certainly something that I'd um, be open to. Um, but as far as a, on a sales level. I uh, bring a, a pretty exceptional level of um, of success on on that side. So, uh, so you know, currently my network consists of uh, folks just in the banking industry, um, and so I guess my focus at this point would be to um, create a new network of of individuals that could potentially refer me into maybe an entry level job, and then I could uh, accelerate you know that way. Well, I'll tell you what, Cody, I, I hear this all the time. People that are in a, an industry that's it's fledgling and there's not a lot of opportunity. The nice thing that I hear that you have is you want to stay in the same job function. Sales is sales regardless of whatever industry you're in. The thing that you really have to think about is what what have you done lately? So in the banking industry, from a sales perspective, what are the things that you've accomplished that speak to your ability to sell in IT? And so you want to you want to look at your transferable skills and if you're if you're just thinking purely resume right so there's a concern if you've been in banking for 30 years and you send your resume out they're going to look at it and say well geez why would we hire Cody he's been in banking his whole career so that that can be a challenge but the way to overcome that is you got to highlight those skills that it doesn't matter what industry you're in it matters about the fact that you can sell and that you you know part of selling is closing and driving revenue so you want to highlight in your resume and in your in your talk track when you're talking with people that in my last job i was responsible for growing sales by x percent i managed so many clients um this this and this and you want to make sure that those uh, accomplishments really shine, whether it's on your resume or in your elevator pitch. So when you're talking to people that are in the IT, the thing you have to do is be able to learn the jargon. So, you know, they don't feel like they're talking to somebody that is just completely foreign to their industry. So you want to make sure that uh, you learn the industry. And so when they talk to you, they say, geez, Cody can get up to speed fairly quickly on, you know, the things that we do here. It's really all about your uh, behavioral skill set. So, you know, if you could sell, I would hire you in our company because, you know, we're always looking for good salespeople all the time. Man, I think you just got a job offer, Cody. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite an IT, but uh, I want to tap into what Raymond was saying about transferable skills because that's another thing we toss around, toss around this, oh, transferable skills. And you you started to give a couple, Raymond, to this idea of of working with clients and your ability to explain products and services or or make them... um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Not complex. <laughs> uh, 
demystify uh, the product for the client and um, you know upsells, all of this stuff that that you've probably done in banking that is the exact language the IT or any industry wants to hear. So really digging down, as Raymond talked about, those those skills because if you can sell here, you can probably sell here, and if you're you have a huge client base, then. You know, that could be of benefit to them if they're clients who might buy their IT service. I mean, they love, companies love when people come as sales individuals and already have a Rolodex. So that could be a huge selling point. But here's my thing. As a recruiter, if I were going to hire you, Cody, I would want to know why this job, why now? Your motivation. And that's what's going to tip me over the edge. So answer that question for me. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Well, I just think for me personally, I, uh, I've um, I've excelled extremely well. You know, when I got into banking, it was, you know, right out of college. Um, and now that I've kind of matured, um, I've, I've figured out what I want to do long term and what actually interests me. Um, so I've developed all of these skills, you know, uh, as I mentioned, a very high level of sales skills. Um, so I, I want to transition that into a long term career. Okay, so... That is that is a good start. I want you to make it more specific. So, um, you know, I went into banking. It was exciting. I learned a lot. I excelled in banking. You know, during that time, tell me how IT came into the picture. During that time, I, I don't know, I got a certificate in IT or I've always been interested in IT and I've seen the boom in, I don't know, wearable technologies and I've, you know... I've taken that and I've decided this is the path I want to take these awesome skills that I've learned in sales and and bring to the market. So I want I want you to be more specific. All right. Go again. Sure. Go sure. again. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. go again. So, you know, essentially I uh, I I started out in in the banking um in the banking uh industry and I've uh, I've excelled. I've I've learned a lot and more specifically I've seen a growing need um, with all the new technologies, uh, I've seen a growing need and a substantial need um, for for high level sales guys in the IT software sales uh, field. I love it. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Short, sweet, to the point, and then you just need to end it with, and here's what I can do for your company or your market and you list one or two of those accomplishments that you achieved from your last job you are golden cody so so i know your original question was about the network and how do you get to those people well so dawn yeah i cody i would go on linkedin and start connecting with people who are in the it industry and start building that network because when recruiters are out there and they're on linkedin and they're doing searches you're gonna if you're connected to a lot of people that are in it and also go on to a bunch of the IT groups as well. Just join a bunch of groups and see what they're talking about. All of a sudden, when they're searching, here comes Banking Cody to the top of the list. They're going to say, hmm, I wonder why we're seeing him. And they're going to say, wow, he's so connected to all these people in IT. He must know what he's really talking about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cody, you go. That is awesome. Raymond, with your inside secrets, we love it. Thank you for giving us a call on Career Talk, Cody. We wish you all the best in your search. And hey, if you've got a question about your job search, accessing the hidden market, or just want some advice from Raymond, we are here taking your calls throughout the hour at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. Christy in Massachusetts, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hi, I'm actually calling on behalf of my dad. I'm currently a grad student at Harvard, and my dad is a very experienced VP of manufacturing who just lost his job. So I'm calling to ask about what he can do um, to take advantage of hidden job markets. Um, He doesn't have a college education but has um, enough experience to um, act as if he does. So I'm wondering uh, what he can do. Mm-hmm. So what has he been doing so far, Christy? Um, he's worked in the fencing industry in Texas for a long time as the vice president of manufacturing. So he's been running manufacturing plants, negotiating contracts, etc. And um, he has concerns, obviously, about ageism and um, looking for a new job when you're in your 60s. Yeah, and those, those concerns, unfortunately, are, are very real. So how is his network, Christy? Um, I I can't speak at great length about that. I know that he's been in the industry for a long time, and he's very well-connected, so he has been engaging contacts across the U.S. 
um, speaking with them, just chatting to see what sort of opportunities may exist um, in jobs that aren't posted. Um, but I'm particularly curious about engaging and expanding those networks, how he might do that, um, how he can use LinkedIn if he hasn't been using LinkedIn um, to, uh, to bolster his, his chances of getting the right job for him. Christy, is he looking to stay in Texas? Is he open to moving? He's open to moving. Um, it would definitely be uh, preferable to stay near Texas, but he's open to other opportunities. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um, I literally was was recently uh, talking with someone, 68 years old, just lost their job with the company for 30 years. He wanted to stay two more years to 70 to retire, and it's sometimes. And I and I'm I'm wondering if your dad has has been in is kind of in this situation. Um, the later you get in your career, some people tend to get complacent and aren't necessarily keeping up with their skills. And it doesn't necessarily mean um, a college degree, but, you know, there's so many things that are changing in this just digital technology age that we we live in um, that um, keeping up with your skill set around software and technology is really important. So I would I would say as a starting point, he needs to make sure that he's up to speed with with that. Um, we live in a gig economy. And so what I tell people that are in in the re- this retirement age, there's websites out there called flexjobs.com. And I have people that are, you know, 68, 65 years old, have them think, have your dad think differently about the market. You know, if he's thinking about jumping back into a traditional job, that could be really challenging. I mean, listen, if you're in HR and you're sitting across the table from somebody that has two years to retirement, you know, that's a that's a risk there because they're going to get them trained up to speed. And so what I would say is maybe have your dad look at maybe doing something um, on a contract basis where they know he's got some really cool skills and great skills that he can bring to an organization that he they don't have to train him. He can just jump right in. And so um, as far as networking is concerned, he's just going to have to get out there and, and talk with maybe vendors or suppliers that, you know, from a man- manufacturing standpoint, you know, maybe he was, you know, dealing with pumps or gears or whatever, you know, Call your pump supplier or your gear supplier and talk to the salespeople because they're working with other manufacturing companies who uh, who are buying their products. So I would start there. But, you know, say maybe his pitch isn't, I want to find a 40-hour job until I retire. That's not a good message. You, maybe it's, I want to find a contract position where someone can leverage my skill set and I can make a difference in a company for the next three to five years. Yeah, I love that idea. The gig economy is growing. And there are a lot of companies, Chrissy, that need interim positions. So maybe they've had somebody exit and they're looking to hire somebody long term, but your your father may have the exact skills they need for the six to, to 12 months while they're doing that search. And I think if he can kind of represent himself that way as I'm the guy who can, you know, bridge the gap. That could be a great way to brand himself. And you mentioned LinkedIn. If he's not on LinkedIn, he needs to be not only for the networking, but something Raymond said is very important. Uh, Unfortunately, ageism does exist. And one of the things that they're going to want to know is that your father's up with social media and especially like LinkedIn and those types. He doesn't have to be on Instagram or Snapchat or anything, but he does need to have a very um, well-branded LinkedIn profile. And, and get your dad to take a really good, fun, you know, young-looking uh, picture, which is what I tell people is don't pull out the picture from, you know, 1970s with your suit on and all that kind of stuff. Get something that's fresh and and energizing. Um, and energizing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then in his summary on his LinkedIn profile, he can highlight what are those key transferable skills that he's gotten in the last few years that – make him different out in the marketplace and then list his jobs and his accomplishments and then just start connecting with people. You don't, you know, don't be shy, get out there, send invitations, get your, get your base up to a hundred, 200, get a good profile picture with a nice headline. And then people are going to say, wow, your dad's hip. Yeah. And I lo- and the gig economy thing is hip. I mean, it's hip right now. So Absolutely. him promoting himself that way, I think 
says it's a message to the world that hey I, I got the market I know what's going on and I can help you do this so um, Christy thank you so much for giving us a call here on Career Talk hey if you've got a question for Raymond or you would like to find out more about the hidden job market you're at the right place because you're listening to Career Talk on SexM channel 111 and I'm your host Dr. Don Graham and now we are going to our pre-break quiz quiz there's a quiz? Okay. A recent article published on Vault.com reported that workers waste an estimated 38 total hours per year doing this at the office, which adds up to a mind-boggling $89 billion in missed annual revenue. So a recent article published on Vault.com reported that workers waste an estimated 38 total hours per year doing this at the office, adding up to $89 billion in missed annual revenue. Do you think you know? You can give us a call at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. And welcome back to Career Talk here on Sirius XM, Channel 111, powered by the Wharton School. You are listening to Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Raymond Lee, who is the founder and CEO of Career Minds, which is a virtual outplacement company launched in 2008. And we are talking about the hidden job market, how to access those jobs that are not going to be posted online. And hey, if you've got a question, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. 844, do you know the number yet? 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. Nice. (laughs) Or you you can also... Tweet at BizRadio111 or at Dr. Don Graham. And if you'd like more great advice on a weekly basis, you can subscribe to my blog, DonOnCareers.com. So we are going to go to Scotty in Virginia. Scotty, welcome to Career Talk. How can we help you today? Hey, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Excellent. Thanks. Just a quick question. Um, I am an MBA uh candidate, student, uh, I'll graduate uh, next month, less than 30 days. Congrats. Congrats. Exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just wanted to get some, some insight. I, I, I think I've done all the right things. Uh, I've, I've, you know, spent, spent quite a bit of money on, on getting, uh, perfecting, a, you know, what I think is a good resume. Um, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, have a strong LinkedIn profile. And um, I have a lot of experience in in my current job market. My MBA will be in strategic management, and uh, of course, I'm looking for um, uh, enhanced opportunities within that same uh, market. And uh, just want to make sure that I'm kind of touching all the right bases and everything, uh, you know, to um, you know take my search to the next level and hopefully land, you know, that dream job. So, so how is your success so far, Scotty? Well, I am. That's a great question, and I have actually um, had some success in um, uh, uh, getting some feedback from a, a few recruiters. Uh, again, you know, within uh, my, my market segment, and um, uh, but it, it kind of leaves off where, well, you know, when you graduate, you know, or say, you know. Stay in touch, and, and, and I've done that. You know, as I get closer to graduation, um, uh, but again, I just wanted to kind of you know uncover some other things. Maybe there's some things that I'm that I'm missing. So I am having some degree of success, and I am reaching out on LinkedIn to recruiters. I'm looking for companies that I'm interested in working for, um, and um, actually looking up the recruiter on LinkedIn and making those connections. So. It's awesome you're starting with the companies. I mean, what kind of companies are you targeting, Scotty? I am targeting um, uh, companies big on uh, a supply chain. Um, I've re- I mean, without mentioning any names, I've, I've reached out to uh, large retail. Um, uh, I, I kind of work for a, re- a small retailer now um, uh, in doing um, operations. So I'm reaching out to some larger uh, retailers uh, that sort of do the same thing. And Scotty, when you reach out, what exactly do you say or do? 
when I reach out, I uh, just I, I keep my um, if I reach out with a LinkedIn message, I keep it to uh, keep it you know short and to the point. Tell them who I am, um, you know what I'm looking to do, um, the fact that I am graduating, and this is my concentration. This is what I've been doing, and uh, and like I said, I am getting a degree of success. Coming back and saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm trying to at least, you know, I'm asking them if, if you have, you know, five minutes in your schedule or ten minutes in your schedule where we can set up a, you know, just a couple quick questions, even not as much as a phone interview, but just to tell me what it's going to be like getting into the market or what it's going to be like working for your company. So that's kind of what I'm doing. So when you reach out, Scotty, are you... Um are you educating yourself on things that are happening within their business as far as any recent press releases or new product launches or maybe change in management management? It sounds like just now I heard me, 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 me. I'm wondering if you're sharing something interesting in their business where it's a little bit about them too. I, uh, that's a great point. I am not, um, other than, you know, if, if, if like I am not sharing anything like, in, you know, for instance, you know, hey, I heard, you know, you had to change his leisure, anything like that. I'm really just, just focusing, you know, uh, not for the sake of being selfish, but really just focusing on, you know, you know, getting some information on them, you know, for my for my own benefit. Absolutely, I yeah, I can appreciate that. So, you know, someone that's coming right out of school, you you kind of you're in this thought process where. I need, I need, I need. And I think some of this comes with a little bit of experience, but there's a, a, a uh, it's called The Go-Giver. It's a book out there. I think that's the name of it. It's a bright orange book and it's just fantastic. And it always, it, it talks about uh, the power of giving. And, and part of that also is taking a genuine interest in the person that you're speaking with, as well as what the company is doing as a business. And so I would say, fine-tune your 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 outreach a bit and start by saying something like I came across your company because I thought it was very interesting to see that you're expanding in the local markets um, in my area and I'm looking to get with an organization who's trying to recruit individuals that are looking to grow business in this local market so what you've done is you've identified a problem that they're having and you just gave them a solution and so Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's and and the other thing is it's awesome you're getting your MBA and you have a lot of skills that are coming out of that, but companies are gonna be most interested in the experiences you've had. So the MBA is a nice kind of cherry on top, but you want to be talking. It sounds like you already work in this field at a smaller company and you're looking to go to a larger company. They're gonna be most interested in the results that you've had. The um, you know, we were talking earlier with somebody in sales. They want to know how you impacted the bottom line positively. Because if you can do it in that organization, chances are you're going to be able to do it in their organization. So thank you for giving us a call, Scotty. We wish you all the best in your job search and congrats on finishing up your degree in 30 days. It's super exciting. Awesome. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you are on the right channel. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Raymond Lee of Career Minds, and we are taking your calls now at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. So I am going to let you off the hook and answer the pre-break quiz question because I know you're all wondering. So a recent article published on Vault.com reported that workers waste an estimated 38 total hours per year doing this. Okay, I want to guess. All right. Well, I didn't even finish reading the question, but all right, <laughs> go on, go on. So I think yep. it is, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I have a fantasy football team. It's got to be fantasy football or Something related. I can tell you that is not how I'm wasting my time. Because <laughs> huh. I don't know anything about football. Okay. So, so no. Online shopping. Mm. Uh, Dion buzzed you. No, that's another one. Mm. Right, you got a third guess? You're going to go for the trifecta? Uh, Facebook. Ah, mm. uh, three strikes are out. Dion, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. <laughs> well, look, I know I don't have the right answer, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Dion. I'm out of here. I'm... I just had it. Um, I'm going to say chatting in the office. Nope. No. So he has to buzz himself, too. I've got a second one. All right, all right. Oh, my goodness. Looking for another job. Ooh. No, but but I like that. I I think, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Michelle? 
Come on, Michelle. Okay, I'm going to try to bring it home. Um, I'm just going to say surfing the internet without intention. No, I, I would. I mean, I think that's a good answer, and I think that. Um, mm. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> there goes Dion with the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> Dion just loves that buzzer. Uh, I, I would venture to say it's more than 38 hours that people are spending online shopping and mm. on the internet and that's Facebook true. and all of this. So, so here's the thing, and you know, it's never the the, the common answer. So. Workers waste an estimated 38 hours total per year searching for misplaced items at their desk. So decluttering is the message of the day. Get rid of those half-empty seltzer bottles and the the bag of pretzels and, and everything else because you are wasting 38 hours over the course of the year. So that's that's your tip of the day. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, fantasy football apparently is still okay. So <laughs> so let's get back to the hidden job market because I think this is a great um, topic. And I know a lot of people are out there having frustrated, frustrating experiences on the Internet. So here's the thing. Jobs are happening every second of the day. And I have some stats on that. Over 2 million Americans voluntarily leave their jobs each month, which is 75,000 a day. Another 1.5 million are laid off or fired each month. That would be you, right, Raymond? That's right. Uh, (laughs) For 53,000 a day. And another 300,000 leave each month for other reasons, such as retirement. So these jobs are out there happening. People are retiring. There's promotions. There's terminations. uh, Maternity, paternity leave, military leave. There's new jobs being created because... uh, mergers and acquisitions and expansion and globalization and all of these things are happening so these jobs are happening all the time how do you find them raymond wow <laughs> that what was is quite, the answer that what was is, quite the setup there don i appreciate the, it well actually there's lots of answers um but here's the thing you have to be paying attention first off to all of those things that are happening you have to You have to be reading the news. You have to be one step ahead. You have to be looking at, hey, this company is merging with that or this Boeing's moving to to another state. Like when you're watching this, you have to take the next step and say, well, shoot, that means there's going to be jobs. That's right. And and I'm paying attention to this. And the fact is, it's so easy to set up a Google alert, to follow a company that you're interested in on LinkedIn and, and to watch these things evolve real time if you wait to the point where they say okay our company moved to a new state and now we're going to hire and put jobs out there it's too late because it's no longer in the hidden job market sean in georgia welcome to career talk how can we help you today uh yes um i am going into a new role and uh so i'm not in job search mode but i'm starting a new role and I want to think about what I need to do as far as personal branding. Awesome. Well, congrats. What's the new role? Uh, it is um, planning and budgeting. Planning? For pretty large, for a large organization. And have you already started? Yes. Awesome. And do you have a team? Uh, yes. And is this a different role than you've done before? Uh, it's it's sort of an expansion of an existing role, so it's... it's I, I had it before, but we're doing much more of it now, and uh, and so it's a larger profile within the company. Okay, so step one of personal branding is you need to have an audience. You need to understand um, who, you know, so you have a goal, and who's the audience who's going to, to be the recipient of your branding? So who, who is your audience? Uh, well, there I guess there would be several. Um, it would be... Uh, other group managers um, within the organization for whom I sort of have budgeting and planning responsibilities uh, for the overall corporate view, uh, and then um, and then just management above me who uh, you know I'm I'm building up the plan or my group is building up the plan for their consumption. I need their input uh, and their feedback. Uh, and I also need to get their buy-in once we're moving in that direction. Yep. So influence without authority, and you want to be—you um, want to be known for something. You want to be the go-to guy for what? What is that, Sean? What do you want to be the go-to guy for? I guess 
um, total knowledge of the business. You know, we have a lot of different groups that do their own thing, and I and it all needs to come together with me. And so I want to make sure that I'm able to do to to be the person who sort of understands all the details and understands how those things fit together. Got it. So, Sean, you bring up a, an important question about brand because a lot of people don't even think about that until they are in a job search. And the awesome part is that that you're thinking about it and you just got a job, which is which is awesome. So good for you for being a step ahead. Um, so when you're thinking about brand, there, there's a couple of things that you need. One, you need to know who your audience is, which you've started to define. Two, you need to know what you want to be known for. So what is that that skill or quality that people will find value in that you bring to the table. And so you're talking about wanting to be kind of the go-to guy for for, for knowing the business. So that's going to take a little time, but that's got to be kind of the badge you wear on every meeting that you go into, um, every interaction that you have, you're asking questions, learning more, you know, connecting people and kind of being the guy that everyone could say, oh, you know what, you can go to Sean because he'll know who to talk to or he'll know, he'll know this. It's going to take a little time, but now that you have that guidepost, you're well on your way. And that's the point that most people miss. They say, I, I want to have a great brand, but they don't think about who their audience is and they don't think about what they want to be known for. So congratulations on the new job. That's exciting. We're excited. You're also thinking about your brand. Great message for everybody. And hey, we would love to hear from you as well at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. Neil in Arizona, how can we help you? Welcome to Career Talk. Thanks for taking my call. You guys have a great show. It's great to, to listen to all your stuff that you guys do. Thanks, Neil. Um, um, I'm a parent of a college student, second-year college student, who's still finding his way as far as what to do in life and everything. And and he did a summer internship, um, kind of doing some basic research and, and things like that in business. And a job came up in the local area that I just, you know, he applied for just to get that experience of what it's like to apply and the process. But the job was really kind of perfect for what he did for the summer internship. And they, and I happened to know somebody that at the company that kind of helped funnel the resume to the recruiter Fabulous. and all. And so he got something online about taking some kind of typing test first to start. And then he got the general, you know, sorry, we have other applicant type letter, but thank you for applying all that kind of stuff. And he drafted a killer cover letter. And that said, you know, please, you know, one of the things about contacting who he summer interned with. And the job is a basic kind of research job. It's, it's very mundane. It's low paying. But, it's, you know, everything is perfect for a college kid to go to school and work and save money and all this kind of stuff. And, and the question really comes into is the job is still I look online. I just check the job's still available. And. I'm dangerously close to trying to be not trying to be helicopter dad and fix everything. Sounds like it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, but the job is still available to the point you just kind of want to be a, you know, you can tell that the recruiter didn't call the referral who he worked with um, as far as the internship to really do. And this is a job that, you know, probably has a lot of high turnover. And just, do you just let it lie or do you just, you know, is there anything that, you can do with it. Is there anything he can do to maybe sit there and say, "Hey, I noticed the job is still available." Blah blah blah. You know what? Is, what can you do with? Yeah. Anything, well, if, well, if anything. One, Neil, we don't know that the job is still available unless somebody internally said it is because companies. It's like it's like that old jar of mayonnaise in the back of your fridge. You forget about it. You leave it up. You know, you've paid for a, for three months and you just leave it up there. So just because it's out there doesn't mean it's still available. Um, I guess too, you said he took a typing test or some other kind of assessment. Is this kind of when everything went downhill? Well, um, I think I think it was a beginning thing, and then yeah, it seemed like, and he can, you know, type and Photoshop and PowerPoint like no else. It was kind of different, you know. It kind of took him by surprise, and I don't know exactly all the what happened. But then the letter came after that, so I don't know how if they even had an interview they didn't talk much as far as an interview it was kind of here get started with this and there wasn't a lot of online or on the phone interviewing going on yeah i think what, and what, that. is does he really want this job yeah i'm just curious <laughs> did job? he show up and maybe he 
maybe he flunked the test on purpose because he doesn't want it. I don't know. But um, what what does he want to do? He's worked on the cover letter and has worked on his resume and put everything together. And um, all I did was kind of notice the opportunity and knew who that was there. And it was like what he did for the internship so, during the summer and thought, you know, here's a chance to, you know, I'm very supportive as far as, you know, working at home and building, saving money and, and getting. So, Neil, done. let me um, let me let me just jump in for a second, because there's a number of things that could have gone wrong between, um, you know, that and first off, only about 17 percent of cover letters actually get read. So it's awesome that it has a great one, but we don't even know if they've read it. There's so many things. It could be that the CEO's son needed a job and, and got one. It could be that that they um, there's a hiring freeze. It could be. You know, maybe maybe your son got really nervous in the interview and it didn't go as well as as he wanted it to. Or there's so many reasons. What I would say is take your strategy, which is a good one. You're networking. You know people. You know people in the job force. You know people from all different um, probably areas of your life, and help your son that way. This is one job, and I, I would and say if he's already gotten yeah. the letter, if he got the letter, then I would just let it go and. And take that as a learning experience and, and go get five more and continue to grow and learn and go after five more jobs. I would let that one go. Yeah, I would say when you put all of your eggs in one basket, you really tend to get myopic and say, oh, I want to, you know, what happened? What's going on? What's this? But when you when you diversify and you're looking at several different jobs, you're getting feedback and, and interviews at several different places, then all of a sudden one job doesn't feel so bad. So it's possible we'll never know what happened? I mean, who knows? It could have been a fluke. You just don't know. But that's the reality with the job search is that you you might never know. Um, go look at other jobs. Help your son find connections in other places. And no doubt he will Good he luck. will find that. So, Neil, thank you so much. And you're an awesome parent for helping and teaching your son the power of networking. So we're here at Career Talk with Raymond Lee of Career Minds. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And Okay, we're going to do speed round. Speed round, how to access the hidden job market. So I'll give one, you give one. How about that? Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go alumni associations, uh, any alumni associations, join it on LinkedIn, connect with people that you knew, don't know, you know, have at it. You go. I'm going to go with the Thanksgiving dinner table and Ooh. holiday events. Mm-hmm. Yep. You never know. Don't discount people just because they don't do what you do. I'm going to go with your dentist or your hairdresser because people sit in that chair from all different professions and careers. They chat. They talk. These are individuals who know a lot of people. If they know what you're looking for, uh, no doubt that they'll find somebody. All right. You're up. I'm going to go with industry associations within mm-hmm. your industry. Mm-hmm. Join and actually take it a step further and get involved. Join the membership committee where you're actually meeting new members coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here's the thing. You've already mentioned people you know. Um, but what about church or volunteer opportunities? Or maybe you're on a softball team. Do you ever talk about jobs? What Absolutely. you want to do? All right. You're up. Uh, yeah. Softball is perfect. Or any sports. <laughs> we know you love sports. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this one up. Let's Let's give one more. Um, what about, uh, conferences, conferences in your industry? I was going to think even just in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, the block party. Yeah. Getting together. We were just at a Halloween party just a couple of weeks ago and you're there with, you know, 20 or 30 business professionals or people that are working and just sharing. That's a great opportunity. I love that that you're at a Halloween party. I have to say that. So we have to wrap up really quickly, Raymond. Thank you so much for joining us. How can people reach you? careerminds.com and you can find me on Twitter at HR Entrepreneur. That is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. The hour goes by so fast. Michelle and Dion, you guys rock. And you've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. If you'd like more great advice, you can follow me on Twitter, Dr. Don Graham, or go to my blog, dawnoncareers.com. And we will see you next time.